0: I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me and say, Alicia, I want to grow my podcast, but I'm not sure what to do. And I ask, how many times do you promote your show per week? Like if you have a weekly show, how often are you promoting it? And they're like, oh, I just promote it the day that it goes live. There's your first mistake. You want to talk about current and past episodes at least twice a week on each social platform. If you have a guest on your podcast, you want to make sure that you tag them every time. There are tons of ways and strategies to promote your podcast on each platform. We end up promoting podcasts about three times a week on each platform. And most of the platforms we use are Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. We have found that, especially with the algorithms that Facebook and Instagram have and LinkedIn, that you want to be able to keep pushing people to your content. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. One of the burning questions that I see in every single podcast Facebook group is how do I grow my podcast audience? you want to know, I want to know, everybody wants to know. Podcast growth is usually done by word of mouth. That is the number one way to grow your podcast. But obviously, we would like to grow faster. Word of mouth doesn't always grow so fast, depending on how engaged your audience is. So these 10 strategies will help you grow your podcast audience to the numbers you're looking for. Now, I'm going to preface all of this by saying we're not going to talk about paid advertising. These are organic ways to grow your audience. I personally prefer organic ways of growing your audience because I find that when you start throwing money at it, it can get a bit muddled. And I think that you should be throwing money at things like your one-on-one service. We'll do another episode about where your podcast sits in your funnel and how to push content out in a way that makes the most sense for your business in that funnel. Look out for that episode. Before we dive into these 10 different ways, I want to also say that podcast download numbers look different for everyone. Someone who has a highly engaged audience and talks about astrology or cults or self-improvement is going to find different download numbers than someone who is talking about productivity or very specific email marketing or anything like that. That's not to say that both of these podcasts and types of podcasts won't have very engaged audiences. We have clients where one client has 10,000 plus downloads a month. She has a very engaged audience. We have another client that has 500 downloads a month, and she has a very engaged audience. You want to meet your people where they are and how much you've grown your podcast up to this point where you start thinking about, okay, how can I really up-level this strategy of growing this podcast audience? That's going to determine where your numbers are. I recommend that you look at the podcast stats for your podcast host to kind of determine where you rank on the scale of the other podcasters. Who are using the same podcast host as you libsyn has this buzzsprout has this obviously i prefer buzzsprout you guys know <laughs> we talk about buzzsprout here so make sure that you check them out if you're looking for a podcast host definitely love them there's a link in the show notes where you can get 20 dollar amazon gift card if you sign up through my link definitely check out buzzsprout they have really great stats and i really love they release them monthly shows where you rank with other people, what the trends are, where people are listening, and it really helps to be able to clarify what's actually working. Don't forget that just because someone has a ton of downloads, that doesn't exactly mean that you need to have a ton of downloads. Someone in the same category is not going to have the same number of downloads. There are so many different factors that go into the downloads that that's why we're talking about your podcast audience here. We're not talking about getting more podcast downloads. We want to grow that audience, that group of people who are like ride or die with you all the way. So number one, start marketing your podcast before you launch. Now, obviously, if you've already launched your podcast, then this doesn't really apply to you. But too many podcasts are launching to crickets. I'm sick of it. I see courses and programs and all the things out there that talk about launching your podcast in 14 days, launch your podcast in one month, launch your podcast in hours. Like none of that makes sense. If you're launching a program for your coaching program or a new group program or a new freebie or something, typically you're not just going to be like, I'm going to throw this on my website and hope somebody finds it. No, you're going to talk about it. You're going to prime your audience up, but please, for the love of Tom and Jerry, please do not just say something special is coming to your audience. I want them to know exactly what's coming. I want them to be excited. I want them to be engaged. Let's get them super excited and ready to go. So one thing that my sister and I did for our hobby podcast is we grew our audience from nothing (laughs) to about 500 people really engaged on our social media. And that allowed us to have 250 downloads in the first 24 hours of our launch. So that was really exciting for us, especially having such a small audience and having just grown that audience over the course of three months. It is possible. It's the same strategy that we use when we're working with clients and we don't launch anything in under two months. We prefer not to. We don't. (laughs) We pretty much just kind of set that standard so that way we can make sure that the podcast launch is super successful. Second thing, nail your podcast niche. Niche, niche. You know what I'm talking about. When you understand your podcast audience, it makes it so much easier to speak directly to them. And it helps you create content that your ideal audience actually wants to hear. So your audience wants to listen to your podcast, sure, but we don't want them to just listen to the trailer or listen to the first three episodes and say, wow, that was a waste of my time. Start asking your audience right now, get them engaged, ask them questions, ask them what they wanna see in their podcast. What topics do you find interesting as well? <laughs> when you are focusing on your audience, what are some struggles that maybe they're dealing with that maybe they have a hard time voicing? Definitely get people in your DMs to ask questions, put on polls up on your social media or wherever to get those people engaged. This is going to help encourage your audience that once that episode goes live, you can then turn around and say, Hey, loved your question. I was able to answer this on the podcast. Would you like the link? There you go. Automatically have a download. Number three, making your podcast accessible for all people. Now, there are two ways to do this. The first one is that you want to have your podcast available on all major and minor platforms. All right, let's talk about Apple Podcasts here. Apple users make up about 23% currently, when this is recording, 23% of the world's smartphones, which means that if you only put your Apple Podcast link on your website, on your Instagram URL, like Any of those things, you are pushing away over 70% of your audience or potential audience. Because when I get to someone's Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I want to listen to this podcast, and I see an Apple URL, there's nothing I can do with that. Absolutely nothing other than go out of my way. If I really want to listen to the show, go out of my way, go on Spotify, which is my podcast listening app of choice, because all my music's there. I got my podcast there, it's where I like to listen going there, searching for them. If their podcast isn't very search friendly, then I have trouble even finding them. I search their name. I search their podcast name. It just ends up being more of a hassle for me as a listener than it needs to be. So instead, send people to your podcast host page, your website page, anywhere where they can find the podcast listening app of their choice. That's where you want to send them. The second way to make your podcast show more accessible is to transcribe your podcast. This is something that we offer all of our clients. We do just an AI version, so it's not perfect. It's not going to be a perfect version, but it still helps our clients to be able to offer this to their listeners if they need to and if they want to. We also have some clients that they like to keep these So that one day they can use it to write a book or create a program or whatever. So using those transcriptions to really be able to showcase their expertise as an awesome person, we love to see that as well. So those are two ways that you're going to be able to make your show more accessible. Number four, utilize SEO. SEO is search engine optimization, and it's important so that way your podcast can be indexed on Google and found on Google. In 2019, Google said that they were going to start indexing or listing podcast episodes in search, which is why it's so important to make sure that your episodes are optimized for SEO and not just your podcast. So here are five ways that you can like basic podcast SEO tips you can use to ensure that your podcast episodes are optimized for search engines. Number one, make sure that each episode has a focus keyword or keywords. Number two, make sure that your podcast description has a few of those keywords in it. Number three, make sure your show notes are optimized for search. So having those keywords right in that top part, just like the blog posts needed to be optimized back or still do, but really needed to be back in, I want to say like 2012, 2013, when blogging was bigger. Number four, name your episode like you would name a blog post. I want to go back to that in a second. Number five, make sure to post your podcast episodes and show notes on your website. Going back to the naming your podcast episode like you would name a blog post. What I mean by this is making sure that you don't name it something like My Adventures in the Sedona Desert. <laughs> Nobody really cares, but you could say, five new things that changed my life or something like that, where it's, it focuses more on what you're going to be sharing with your audience rather than an experience you had. Or you could even say five things that are going to change your life. So it makes the audience realize, holy cow, this is going to change my life as well. Number five, use social media to promote and market your podcast. I can't tell you how many times I've had people come to me and say, Alicia, I want to grow my podcast. I'm not sure what to do. And I ask, how many times do you promote your show per week? Like if you have a weekly show, how often are you promoting it? And they're like, oh, I just promote it the day that it goes live. There's your first mistake. You want to talk about current and past episodes at least twice a week on each social platform. If you have a guest on your podcast, you want to make sure that you tag them every time. There are tons of ways and strategies to promote your podcast on each platform. We're going to dive into each one on a separate episode, but definitely promote it at least twice a week. For the services that we provide, we end up promoting podcasts about three times a week on each platform. And most of the platforms we use are Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So we do three times. So if the episode goes live on Monday, we do a post on Monday, we do a post on Wednesday, and then another post on Friday. That gives us a well-rounded group of posts. We found that when, especially with the algorithms that Facebook and Instagram have and LinkedIn, that you want to be able to keep pushing people to your content. Number six, use social media to interact with potential listeners. I have a client who does this really well. I love what she does. She does polls on her Instagram stories. She posts on her Facebook and Instagram. Hey, do you guys have any questions? Is there anything I can answer? But here are a few things that you can do to interact with potential listeners. Use relevant hashtags that your audience is following, not just the podcast ones. Yes, there are some really incredible podcast ones, but also make sure that you're using hashtags that are going to be for your audience. So if you speak specifically to coaches, then make sure you're using hashtags that coaches are going to follow. If you're speaking to makers or handcrafters, then definitely use hashtags that they're going to be following. Number two, comment on the posts of other podcasters who are in similar niches as you. The podcast community on social media is really strong and really close knit. I definitely recommend doing as much as you can to get involved in a community. And we'll go over that'll be number seven, but make sure that you are connecting with these other podcasters on social media. Number three, stalk in the safest way possible. Stalk your followers or some of the followers of similar podcasts and engage on their posts. So that way you are connecting with a new audience, you're finding them, hanging out with them. My friend, Jillian O'Keefe, a shout out to Jillian. She is an amazing Instagram strategist. And I recommend checking out her mini course called Engage Like a Boss. And it will help you learn the best ways to grow your social media audience, specifically on Instagram and engage with your audience in an authentic, non-sleazy way to really create connection and community with your audience. Absolutely love her. Love the Engage Like a Boss. I used it to grow my audience and further engage with my audience. And we used it to be able to grow a new community with my hobby podcast. So definitely check her out. It's Engage Like a Boss, mini course by Jillian O'Keefe. And I'll have the link in the show notes. Number seven, Join an active podcast community. There are some really, really awesome communities on Facebook that I personally really enjoy. If you are a Buzzsprout fan like myself, then <laughs> definitely check out Buzzsprout. They always have new tips, new tricks, new things happening in podcasting. I listen to their Buzzcast. Podcast as well. It's all about, you know, what's happening in the podcasting industry. Definitely love that podcast and love that Buzzsprout community. Podcast Movement is another one. It is the world's largest community of podcasters. I actually spoke at Podcast Movement one year. It was a ton of fun. Such an incredible community. Highly recommend. Definitely go check them out. Another one is She Podcasts. It is a community for women podcasters. So if you identify as a woman, they welcome you with open arms and definitely check them out. They have conferences as well. I went to She Podcasts in 2019 and it was so much fun. And I plan on going to She Podcasts live in 2021 as well. I'm very excited about that. Another one is the WOC podcasters, the women of color podcasters. It's an inclusive community for women of color. They have recently shifted their community to be a paid community, but it's less than $50 a year. So very affordable and still a great place for sharing resources, finding potential guests and collaborators, and just all around really great place to hang out. Number eight, have guests on your podcast. So obviously, you don't want to just have any guest. You have to be strategic about the guests that you have. For my own podcast, I have ensured that the people I talk to have had a podcast in the past, or have podfaded, or currently have a podcast. So they have to have be a podcaster. (laughs) That is like my one main criteria, as well as believing in equity for all people because I feel like that's important. So that's my own preference. Obviously, you can pick and choose what kind of guests you have. As a recovering people pleaser, I understand wanting to say yes to everyone, but consider your audience every time. You have to think about your audience and what kind of value your guests are going to bring. Another thing that I've noticed people say is like, I have to have guests that have a ton of followers or like I have to have big guests. And that's not necessarily true. There are podcasters and other people like speakers and people who you can have on your podcast, who might have a small but mighty audience. So they might have 2000 followers on Instagram. But those followers are like ride or die, Raving fans. That's what you want. You want those kinds of people instead of the ones who are constantly getting bombarded because they follow an influencer or some big business person and they're kind of sick of seeing all the emails and they may not open up all the emails from that person talking about where they were showcased on what podcast. So you want to make sure that you're being strategic in having a variety of guests. Another thing that I think is important that I think people forget about is that you can have newbies on your show as well. So if there's someone who's maybe a new podcaster, so for me, for example, if I had someone who is a new podcaster, and maybe they were just looking for to talk about their launch, sure, let's talk about it. I'm always down to talk about the pros and cons, what people have done well, what they've done wrong, all that fun stuff. (laughs) And just looking at the ins and outs of their podcast launch. So If I have them on and then say in a year, their business explodes and they have a ton of engagement, people are Googling them, then my podcast episode is going to show up on there and then people are going to come listen. So that's why I think that it's important to not just have these big names that maybe later their ethics might be changing and you're like, whoa, didn't know you believed that. Okay, we need to delete that episode. We don't wanna have to do all that. Make sure it's aligned with you. Make sure it's aligned with your audience and ensure that you are doing your best to make sure that your audience is getting value from these guests. Now, number nine, be a guest on other podcasts. All right, podcast pitching there is a world of podcast pitching. There are companies that will do it for you. There are a few that I highly recommend. Angie Trueblood is one of them. We're also going to have someone on the show, Michelle Glogovac, and she has a podcast pitching agency where she does like the whole podcast matchmaking thing. She works with publicists and ensuring that pitches are done well so definitely recommend her as well you can find her at the msl collective and andy trueblood you can find her at andy we'll have the links in the show notes for both of those we did offer podcast pitching a while ago here at Galati Media, but I found that I just really did not enjoy what I was doing. I didn't enjoy pitching. So I was like, you know what? Not going to do that anymore. So you'll hear about those, those stories as I talk to guests and, and throughout the podcast for sure. Number 10, tell your audience to tell a friend. Finish up your episode by saying, tell a friend or two about this episode if you found it helpful, because I know you did, (laughs) something like that, which by the way, if you found this episode helpful, (laughs) listeners to leads, please tell a friend, share it with a friend. I'd love that so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) I recommend that you put it in your outro or as your episode is ending as a call to action to share the episode. Very easy. So there are your 10 strategies that are going to help you grow your podcast audience today. Remember, you don't have to do all of them. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to do all of them. Please just pick one or two. Start implementing them today. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. That's where I love to hang out send me a DM on Instagram. If you listen to this episode and you started implementing something and how it's going for you, I'd love to talk it through with you. And we'll talk soon. All right. Bye, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alishadokladi. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode and don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.